This is Kan Zenshu, the podcast, episode 394, for the week of January 31st, 2016. What's up? Welcome to a rare solo episode here at Konzenshu, the podcast and extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site, Konzenshu. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of the entertaining. Hello, it is just me, Mike Fujito EX, coming in your ears this week. It's all my fault. I admit, fully admit, it's all my fault. My schedule has been the weird one. Too many things popping up. It has made for uh, recording times that don't allow me to do something with anyone else on the planet. So uh, in the interest of trying to get back on a weekly schedule and still have some amount of content coming in your ears, here you go. It's just me. Uh, I hear people talking into a microphone all by themselves. It's kind of the cool thing to do on the internet these days anyway. So uh, I have news for you, though. I have a topic for you, though, and I'm going to answer some questions for you. So hopefully this can be uh, not a terrible experience for all parties involved. I think I've kind of done this maybe like once or twice before. I'll I'll try to not make it a common occurrence, but them's the breaks here as we uh, try to get back on weekly and try to actually hit episode 400 sometime time before our 20th anniversary. So what is on tap for you this week? Well, we have three very short news stories, so that's something coming in your ears. And then uh, it's just me, but I'm still going to give a language lesson. I know, I know. I am the one who is uh, least authoritative on the language totem pole here at Konzenshu, but uh, I do guarantee I pretty much know what I'm talking about and I've run things past everyone else. So there is approval and it's uh, kind of a response to some editorial management we've been doing at the site and that's we're actually changing some of the spellings in our style guide, uh, you may actually see some of this reflected on the site already. Heath tells me he's been going in and making some of these changes. I'm not going to personally announce what they are right here, right now. But if you do some digging and you've been following us for a long time, you may see some name spelling changes. Probably not the ones you're expecting, but uh, some relatively important ones. Just going more in line with the consistency of the as many rules as we have outlined for ourselves. It is an art. Uh, it's not a science. We've said that many times, but uh, it is a response to that. And what I kind of wanted to do was outline some of the most challenging name spellings and really the most deceptively challenging name spellings. Some of the ones you think are the most difficult sometimes aren't. Sometimes they seem difficult, but they actually present themselves with relatively easy spellings in our alphabet. The few I'm going to cover, about a half dozen or so, these are the ones that really make no sense and we're all still kind of stumped on. (laughs) And uh, maybe someday the four of us will agree on spelling for these character names uh, and maybe we'll just try to avoid it as much as possible so we don't have to agree on name spellings. Really, that's what's going on and then I'm going to try to wrap it up really with a couple questions that have been hanging out there and that's a show for you this week so hopefully you enjoy it. Let's get into the news right now. In Dragon Ball Super News, the third DVD and Blu-ray box has been delayed one month in Japan. It was originally announced to come out in June of 2016. It is now coming out in July of 2016. It's actually a delay of exactly one month, June 2nd to July 2nd, 2016. Now, people see this delay and immediately, because we know animation updates were made in the first home release set, 
particularly with episode five. Does that mean there's something going to be updated in here? We don't know. Toei never outlines this stuff ahead of time. They don't want to answer questions about it. They don't want to give a reason for people to ask questions about it. This could be related to some minor updates. It could just be a material thing, encoding time, production time. It could be nothing. But uh, the third Blu-ray and DVD box set is delayed to July 2nd, 2016. Box 2, on the other hand, is still due out on March 2nd. So that's coming up pretty soon. By soon, I mean two months from now. In other Dragon Ball Super news, spoilers if you haven't been following along with Toyotaro's manga. This is a brief spoiler about a character that will appear. If you don't want to know who it is and who voices them, skip ahead like 10 seconds. It is indeed Tights that has made an appearance, and she is indeed played by Hiromi Suru, the voice actress for Miss Blue-Haired. God, I'm thinking about we're doing name spellings and stuff. Do I say Bulma? Do I say Bluma? Do I say Buluma? I don't know. I try to avoid it as much as possible. I just call her Miss Blue, or I guess Miss Purple. There's really no way to refer to the character. Yes, played by Suru. Makes sense when you think about it. Uh, she did play Bra as well in her appearances at the very end of the series and in GT. So I think it was a, a consistency thing as much as a convenience thing. So tights played by Hiromi Suru. Dragon Ball SD Volume 4, the collected edition, is due out to this week in Japan. And as it always goes with this stuff, we're only just getting the cover art really three or four days ahead of its release. Cover features Goku performing a Kamehameha, and up in the sky is masked Grandpa Gohan. So if you aren't familiar with it, Dragon Ball SD, this is a retelling, spin-off, side story kind of thing. Uh, it's drawn by Naho Oishi. It's serialized in Psycho Jump, which is yet another magazine that Shueisha releases. Right now, Psycho Jump is a bi-monthly release. It comes out every two months. Psycho Jump started in 2011 as a quarterly publication, and there were four chapters that spanned the entire course of the series. Started with Training with Goku, uh, moved on to Frieza, then Sell Them Boo, and and then when Psycho Jump became a monthly publication in 2012, they rebooted the entire thing from the very beginning of the manga, and its serialization since then has just pretty much been the story of Dragon Ball. Although now we're up to a point in Volume 4 here, some of the chapters in here, these come from the Goku Solitary Training arc, which was about two or three chapters over the last year that were completely original stories. There's a very, very cute one, Goku Training, and some uh, later, let's call them Z-era characters, appear to take part in his training, unbeknownst to any of them what the relationships are uh, among all of them. So this volume will collect that. This volume, volume four here, is due out to this week in Japan on February 4th. Uh, the same thing happened with volume three, where the digital release is not coming out on the exact same day. The digital release isn't coming until March 4th. I finally did update the Dragon Ball SD page in the manga guide, so all the chapter information is up to date in there. Oh wait, there was one extra bit of news this last week. That that was Project Fusion announced for the Nintendo 3DS in Japan. That is indeed a thing that is coming, isn't it? There's not a whole lot we know about it right now, other than Ganbarion is going to be working on the game as its developer. They worked on some One Piece games in the past, you may know them from that. And there's a contest going on where you can design your own fusion to potentially appear in the game and a manga series that will be in Psycho Jump. Not a whole lot of details about this game just yet, other than that it is coming to the Nintendo 3DS in Japan, but you can read what little news there is on the homepage of the site. Like I said, it was a light week, so let's move on to our topic. 
Names in Dragon Ball are a total mess <laughs> coming from Japanese to our alphabet. We've gone over this before, but there are three alphabets, so to speak, in Japanese. There is kanji, which are the detailed symbols that have meanings in addition to pronunciations. There is hiragana, which is the next step down. Those are marks that have a specific sound attached to them. And then there is katakana, which is the next step down. They're even more simplified. And those are often used for uh, foreign words or emphasis, that kind of thing. So, for example, Dragon Ball is written in our alphabet, but when that's written in Japanese, that's written in katakana as Doragon Boru. So there you go, brief overview of those alphabets. With that in mind, names in Dragon Ball. So you have the author of the series, his name is Akira Toriyama. That's a very Japanese name, where the given name has a meaning, the family name has a meaning, it's actually two words put together, that's where Bird Studio comes from. Uh, but the names in Dragon Ball really run the gamut from uh, a word that comes from Chinese to a word that comes from English, and as we all know, many of the names in Dragon Ball are puns on on something. But it's not just that simple where it's a pun on something. Here's a rundown of some of the ways that a name in Dragon Ball can be constructed. Sometimes it's just a rearranged word. A really good example of this is the name of the Saiyans, the Saiyajin. That's just a rearranged word. Yasai in Japanese means vegetable. Rearrange Yasai to Saiya and suddenly you have a name that's a pun. Sometimes you get a name that drops just one syllable from a normal word and then you get a name that is a pun on something. So in Dragon Ball Super, we have Kyabetsu, which becomes Kyabe or Kaba, which is going to be one of the new characters. Another good example is Dende's brother, Esukarugo. You drop that Esu at the beginning, Esukarugo just becomes Karugo, and suddenly you have a name that's a pun. Sometimes all you got to do is just extend a syllable. And this is a weird one because the name was used twice. Maron was simply used as is, but then Maron extending that syllable. Suddenly it's not just the word itself. It's a pun on that word. And all you did was extend that ah syllable in there. Another good example of extending a syllable is Zabon becomes Zabon. And that's a good example of a name that comes from a Japanese word. It's the word for the pomelo. You extend that syllable on the Japanese word and suddenly you have a pun. Now, this is the kind of most fun. If you look at katakana and hiragana, sometimes you'll see little marks next to a symbol. Maybe it's two tiny little lines. Maybe it's a little circle. Those are called diacritics or diacritical marks. And by adding those little chicken scratches to a symbol, suddenly it becomes a different pronunciation. That's how you go from toe to dough and vice versa, by adding or removing or simply changing that mark. With that in mind, let's go into Garlic Jr. territory, one of the filler new four henchmen, four heavenly kings here, is uh, his name is a pun on salt, which in Japanese is soruto. So if you change that so to a zo, and then you change that to, t-o, you add the diacriticals there, that changes it from t-o to d-o, to to do, suddenly soruto becomes zorudo. Like we mentioned with some of the other names, sometimes it's sourced from a Japanese word. Nikki, for example, from DBZ Movie 1, that's the Japanese word for cinnamon, but that also adds in an extended syllable. Nikki becomes Nikki. Another good example of something from a Japanese word is Suno from uh, Planonomic. Instead of Suno, he's Suno. So again, we get some extended syllables with a word that's originally in Japanese, and suddenly that's a name pun. 
Sometimes it's just a word from English as is in Japanese, and that's a name pun. The classic examples here are tolonkusu and bura. Those are just the Japanese approximations exactly as is of our words. So when you adapt them back, if they're spelled exactly the same as the normal Japanese spelling for those words, if that makes sense, in turn it makes sense to use the proper English spellings. So tolonkusu is spelled in Japanese, the way they would normally spell that word. So there's no extended syllables, there's no diacritical marks. So when we bring it back, total sense, you just spell it T R U N K S. This is a great example to use in terms of uh, what is a raw romanization versus a perfectly fine transliteration. That name you could 100% accurately adapt in our language as Tolanx, T O L A N K S. That makes total sense with the R and the L changes and dropping the oohs from Sue, that kind of thing. But again, you have to think about what is the pun source, what makes the most logical sense. Sometimes names mean absolutely nothing. As far as Toriyama is concerned and as far as he remembers, names like Popo and Poronga, those mean absolutely nothing. And those are fun because then, well, what do you do with them? Do you just straight up Romanize them as is for Poronga? Do you go with Polunga? Who knows? And then sometimes you get a good mess of things. The salt example was a good one earlier. Some of my other favorites here are the villain of DBZ Movie 3, Tadesu. That's a rearranged word with an extended syllable. It's a pun on lettuce, which in Japanese is retasu. So if you change retasu to taresu and extend the a, retasu suddenly is taresu. There you have a name pun. And this is a good example of dropping a syllable and changing the diacritical mark. Yoguruto. You drop that yo from the beginning. You change the to to a do, T-O to D-O. Yoguruto becomes gurudo. And that's always a fun one because yes, goldo, G-U-L-D-O, like tolanx, is perfectly fine. It's accurate. That's an accurate transliteration of that name. Does it make sense to spell it that way, though? There's a couple other categories. Uh, Chinese names are incredibly difficult. I really point you back to the podcast episode Jake and I did all about names that are based on Chinese words and Chinese names. And then one of the examples I wanted to give was uh, some of the deceptively difficult ones that turn out to not be so difficult. Uh, Yakon and Pui Pui from the Boo arc of Dragon Ball. Uh, you might think those are difficult. Uh, I really encourage you to read up on these character names. Yakon in particular, his name comes from a magical chant from the 60s TV series Himitsu no Akko-chan. So if his name comes from that, do you just straight up romanize it as is? That's traditionally what we've always done. And then Pui Pui, that's an interesting one. That comes from a saying, uh, the way Jake describes it, something that a mother might say to their child, like, they're there, it'll be fine, let's kiss it to make it stop hurting. And it's also used as a kind of magical chant in uh, Arabian Nights-themed kind of stuff. So that's another name. Well, do you just straight up use it? As is, Pui Pui, Viz made the editorial decision to adapt the name rather than romanize it or something or transliterate it. Viz uses the name Pocus for Pui Pui. But at the same time, they didn't change Yakon's name to something adapted uh, to bring out that kind of magical flair. So that's where you run into consistency issues. And that's the stuff that we really, really struggle with. So where I wanted to go from here were uh, some of those more difficult name puns that we kind of have decided on. We 
think we know what we're going with, and some of them we haven't really talked about, and we're kind of hoping they'll go away. A really good one is Saibai Man. This is an interesting name where it's a combination of a normal word and then an English word. Saibai means cultivation. Saibai. It's not Saiba, as in Funimation's dub. It's Saibai Man. And we just tend to write Saibai Man because it transliterates, romanizes over perfectly fine. This is another case where Viz decided to go with a more an adaptation. They went with cultivars. That makes total sense too. Really difficult one that confuses people, I think, especially fans of Funimation's English dub. His name is not a pun on juice. The character Jisu of the Ginyu Special Force, his name is a pun on cheese. This is one of those names where you change one of the syllables, add or subtract a diacritical mark, and suddenly you have a name pun. So Chizu becomes Jisu. So how do you adapt that into a spelling with our alphabet? What we've gone with is actually the same thing Viz went with, and that's J-H-E-E-S-E. So if the pun is on cheese and the ending is very similar to the cheese spelling, that's where we put that E-E-S-E spelling from cheese, but it doesn't start with the C-H sound as it originally did in Japanese. So that's where we add that J at the beginning to note that it's not just the word cheese. There is something changed about this name. This is that balancing act we talk about where you want a spelling in our alphabet that preserves the pronunciation, brings out the pun. It's really difficult to do, and Jis is one of those characters that makes it really hard for us. One that's almost impossible to do is the name of Boo's dog, which is Bay. The name pun here isn't really a pun. All that's being done is the name is being moved over one syllable. The Japanese alphabetical order goes A-E-U-A-O, and that goes down the line with Kakikukeiko. So if you move one syllable over from Boo, you get the stay within the B sounds. You go from boo to bay. How do you handle that? Because it's a visual name pun. A pronunciation you can still kind of keep, but a written alphabet spelling to preserve the pronunciation. Do you go with B-A-Y? If you do that, yeah, you've preserved the pronunciation, but the visual aspect of that pun is completely lost. Do you just keep it spelled as B-E-E? Well, people are going to look at that and expect to speak it aloud as B, and that makes total sense. Do you add a mark? Mark above the E, keep it down at one E and add a little diacritical mark above it to indicate that. You could go that route as well. Bay is definitely one of the more difficult name puns to get across. One that's not too difficult, but uh, I think was really confused by Funimation's English dub. And I think they, I don't know how you missed this one, but I feel like they kind of did. And that's the character Snow from the Red Ribbon arc of Dragon Ball. It's not written in Japanese exactly as Snow would be. Snow in Japanese would be Suno with an extended O sound there. This is one of those names where you drop the extended syllable and you get the name. So instead of Suno, it's Suno. And that's what Funimation did. They romanized the name exactly as is and kept that. S-U-N-O would be how you directly romanize that name from Katakana. But if you do it that way, you preserve the pronunciation sorta, but you kind of miss the pun being on snow. So with that in mind, if we're cutting out 
the very end of the word in Japanese. To us, it makes sense to cut the word snow from S-N-O-W down to simply S-N-O. So you preserve the pronunciation and the point of the name pun, which is cutting a little bit off the end. And the spelling S-U-N-O, snow, could also be a little bit mistaken for Tsuno, T-S-U-N-O, one of the Namekian characters. So that makes it a little odd of a choice as well. And just as a little aside, Snow is one of the most curious names in the series because if you read through the manga in the Red Ribbon arc, she's not actually named there in the manga. So how do we have a name for her? Well, she was named by Toriyama for the TV adaptation. That's where the name Snow came from and gave her a name there. That being said, she is given a name in the manga at the very end of the series when everyone is contributing to the Genki Dama. Uh, Hachan number eight refers to her as Snow by name there. So that's why we say Snow is one of the names that Toriyama did not forget that he had used because all of those years later, someone did the research, whether it was him or one of his editors or someone else, and dropped the name Snow back into the manga where it had previously never been. Two of the most difficult, and these are the ones where we kind of want to avoid talking about them because we'll never reach a consensus on them. Blueberry and Raspberry, Frieza's minions that get names. So these names as well are not written exactly as their source words are. Blueberry in Japanese is Buruberi. So you have an extended U and E there. The character's name, though, is changed from Buruberi to Buruberi. So you change the elongated U at the beginning and you drop the elongated E, double I, at the end of the name there. So how do you change the spelling that we know of Blueberry in our alphabet to reflect that it's not exactly the same spelling as Blueberry? We're still pretty perplexed by this. You could spell it as blue. Berry, maybe use an R-I yourself at the end. Uh, maybe not use the E, so B-L-U-B-E-R-I. That's pretty decent. Same thing goes for raspberry, where in Japanese, the normal spelling of raspberry is razuberi. But in Dragon Ball, the character's name is razuberi. So instead of an elongated E, double I at the end, you get an elongated A, double A at the beginning of the name. And another one of my favorites, and this is one we need to have uh, a longer talk about. I've seen people adopt a spelling that I, I think I want to go with, and that's the character's name Sauza from Dragon Ball Z Movie 5. Much as people confuse Jisoo, uh, who's called Jace in Funimation's English dub as a pun on juice, people confuse Sousa as perhaps being on salsa. Everyone likes to say salsa. But that's not what it is. Uh, all of Kula's armored squadron come from condiments. And while, yes, salsa is a condiment, it actually comes from Thousand Island Dressing. Sousa. Sousan Airando Dureshingu. That is officially where the character takes his name from. So the tough decision there is if it comes from a thousand island dressing, maybe you want to start the spelling in our alphabet with a TH spelling to bring that out a little bit. I think Thouser is not entirely a terrible spelling. T-H-O-U-S-E-R. And honestly, I think one of the worst is one of the filler characters from the Afterlife Tournament. You would think he's just called Frog. Such a simple word, right? In Japanese, Frog has its own word, Kaeru. Uh, if you've played Chrono Trigger in Japanese, perhaps you recognize that name. And they called him simply Frog in the English edition of Chrono Trigger. That's not what's going on here in Dragon Ball. 
called. In Japanese, uh, their approximation of our word frog, if they're not using kaeru, is frogu, with a kind of an extended gu sound in there, emphasis on that. But the character's name isn't frogu, it's furogu. So much like some of these other names, how do you adapt that as a spelling for a character name that resembles the word it's a pun on, do you write flog, F-L-O-G, instead of frog, F-R-O-G? Do you write F-U-L-O-G? It's a really difficult one, and that's definitely one of the ones where you look like a crazy person if you don't simply write the name as frog. But there really is a valid reason there for spelling it as something else. Much like raspberry and blueberry, it's a normal word, a normal adaptation of a word that's corrupted in some way, changed in some way. And that's where you really have to think. Should the spelling with our alphabet reflect how it's changed in Japanese? Those are some of the most difficult or convoluted ones that I could come up with going down the list of Dragon Ball names. Would love to get your thoughts on that. Uh, Maybe some of the name changes you've gone through yourself in your own personal fandom over the years? Are there any name puns that you've learned about where you think, oh my god, maybe I should totally change how I'm spelling this? Because we're certainly doing that. I've been in this game since 1998, and I have changed spellings on so many names so many times. I've flipped back and forth for so many reasons, and I don't think it's going to stop anytime soon. So we'd love to get your input, and uh, we're actually happy to answer any questions you have about other character names as well. So that's going to bring the topic to a close. Let's wrap things up let's answer a couple questions we didn't put out a formal request for questions this last week so i'm just randomly taking things that people have asked us on twitter at Konzenshu, and we've even answered some of these but i'm just looking for filler material for the end of the show so deal with it philippe asks us which is the single japanese kai dvd that comes with the trunks versus mecha frieza episode i'd like to buy it for the yamamoto soundtrack So, of course, the deal there is, if you don't remember, Dragon Ball Kai had a uh, little problem where Kenji Yamamoto, longtime composer for the video games in the franchise, came in to do the score for Dragon Ball Kai. And Toei finally acknowledged what we had all known for years, that he was plagiarizing many of his compositions. So the score to Kai was ripped out and very hastily replaced at the last second with the original score to Dragon Ball Z by Shinsuke Kikuchi. Now, what happened while this shift was in progress, there were only two three they hoped but uh the tsunami earthquake kind of preempted a little bit of airing here and toriko had to air so uh the last episode of the cell arc didn't actually air on tv in japan so 96 and 97 aired with kikuchi music exclusively that being said while that was happening the home release was still coming out not just in japan but internationally as well in terms of funimation's home release they made it through those part sets the two disc sets parts one two three and four before this one down parts five onward and then the re-releases of the four disc season sets those all had kikuchi music so in terms of funimation's release the last disc you could get the last episode you could get from funimation with the yamamoto score was episode 52 by that point Japan was well into the cell arc on their home release. They were doing Blu-ray sets while they were also doing individual DVD releases of the series. So you can only get Blu-rays and sets. You can only get DVDs and individual releases. The Blu-ray sets get up through episode 76 with the Yamamoto score. And because the individual discs were trailing behind, they actually lost four episodes of Yamamoto. Those made it up to episode 72. So you could very easily get the Trunks vs. Mechafreeza release, if you go back and get the first disc of the Artificial Humans and Cell Arc 
on DVD. That being said, since then, they have re-released the series in Japan, and the reprints do come with the Kikuchi music, so you have to somehow make sure you're getting the original release of that disc. Here's a question that we got to our contact form on the website. A lot of people have been asking this. It comes from GT Maniac 43 Hello, would the Dragon Ball Super History book be translated into English? Probably not. Yeah, this is one of those things. Uh, we don't really know what the holdup is. Is it Viz? Is Shueisha not offering it to everyone throughout the world? No one really knows what's going on. It's definitely one of those things where Viz is looking at just how dense these books are. Uh, we got Daizenshu 1, Complete Illustrations, because it was pretty much all illustrations with captions. So that was a very easy one to release. This is an incredibly dense book. Yeah, it has a lot of pictures, but it has a lot of text, a lot of interviews, a lot of comments. So you will in all likelihood never see a uh, full proper legal English release of the super history book. That being said, we do want to archive important comments that Toriyama in particular says. So the biggest, most important things you will see our take our translation on those on our website and here this is a good one this comes from vj something i want to work with u guys i guess i'll just let that one speak for itself here's one from wazowski 53 where can i complain about the animation of dragon ball super it's a great anime that had been ruined by poor animation in all caps i really want a good animation of dragon ball super please don't destroy my fave anime <clears throat> so if you're writing that in English, uh, in all likelihood, you are pirating the series and Toei is not at all interested in what you have to say about its animation. Uh, this is something we really all have to come to grips with. That's not to say that you can't have an opinion on it, that you shouldn't have an opinion on it, that you shouldn't voice that opinion on it. Uh, but at this point, unless you're buying the DVD or Blu-ray sets from Japan as an actual consumer with actual money, there's really nothing you can do about about it. Um, you really just have to vote with your wallet. But by not voting with your wallet, what you're basically also saying is I've pirated this and I don't want it because I've pirated it. I understand. I sympathize. I empathize. It's a very difficult position to be in as a fan where you see something new coming out in Japan and you want it to be great and you want it to live up to your expectations. And when it doesn't, what do you do? about that and this is the kind of thing where you kind of can't do anything you kind of just have to eat it and that really sucks it really sucks that you have to suck it up but i don't have any better advice for you sorry <laughs> So on that downer of a note, let's leave it there. I have been Mike. This has been Konzenshu episode 394. I hope it has not been as terrible an experience for you as it has been for me. No, it hasn't been terrible. I've been enjoying sitting here talking to myself in my lovely refinished recording room. Uh, we have even more shelving down in here now. I'm starting to put some acoustic foam up on the wall. Not that I really need it, but I think it looks pretty nice. Uh, there's a lot more figures down here. There's more things hung up on the wall down here it's kind of an awesome room i'm loving being down here we do still have that predictions check up check in episode i will try to get to that as soon as we can have at least two members from konzenshu on the show to uh review what we do every year we make predictions for the next year and then that next year we check in on those predictions as we also review what some of the top news stories were from the previous year so do 
continue. Please look forward to that as soon as we can arrange that. I hope you enjoyed this fill-in kind of episode. All me just talking to myself. It's getting weird, so I'm gonna leave now. This was 394. We'll see you next time for 395. www.kanzenshu.com It's been a pleasure. I have been Mike. There's also Julian. There's also Jake. There's also Heath. Hopefully next time, at least two of us will see you here on our podcast. Until then, take care. See ya.